Well, the haters gonna hate, 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 and the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast. Welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. In theory. In. Th- uh, I'm Adam. This is Jake. And wondering, Winder's on the call. Hi. I hope I'm on the call. Yeah, I hope he. I hope he makes it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we just spent the last like hour trying to record a podcast episode about Governor, and due to some technical issues, it's not going to work. And so we are throwing our hands yeah, up. So in you've despair. cut out for me again. Uh, I heard <laughs> due to technical issue, and it went in back into yeah, that. So uh, uh, long back story into that, short. Uh, uh, we hope you enjoy thing. the mini Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, we're going to try to figure and, this uh, out. If you want to be precise, it's and, like 53 uh, minutes. Oh, in. good. Now my audio I'm, is gone. I, I'm talking uh, over Jake now, so it's pretty fun. I can hear him again. <laughs> yeah, don't know what else to add to this. I hope you enjoy the mini-sode. And we're it's on a topic that we have yet to select. Together. We have some of them in the can. We'll pick one. It's fine. And it's great. And we're going to have an episode for you next week. We would really like to have Wandering Winder on the show. Um, and maybe oh. that'll happen if we can figure out what's going on, but until then, this is the disaster we have. So, have fun with the mini-sode. Yeah, right. Well, we did, we did listen to your feedback on the forum, so, uh, AR Flutter, if you're listening, check out the forum post. There's we'll, some, there's some we'll, discussion there. We'll get to this next time. We actually recorded something intelligent that addressed it. I don't know if one oh, yeah. heard any of it, but we talked about it. Well, I heard, oh, like, God. your part, and then I heard, like, a third of Jake's part, and then I apparently interrupted him, and then... Anyway, yeah. now you guys gotta have a sweet. taste for what our night's been like these last 54 minutes. Uh, yeah, have fun. Uh, but just to, just to clarify, the episode isn't like this. Uh, the episode no. is totally fine, uh, what you're about yeah. to listen to. It's just that if we had tried to proceed as planned, the whole episode would be like this, what you're listening to right now. So, it's not that, and you're welcome. Uh, in the meantime, we will talk to you next week oh, God. on Making Love. A Dominion podcast. About a card game. Oh, God. Welcome to Making Luck. A cringing podcast. A cringing podcast. Actually, depending on who you ask. <laughs> um, Hey, we try and we try and tell you things how they are here. Yeah, we have fun doing it. Yeah, we <laughs> just do. like Marky Mark. We're having some good vibrations. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. So uh, this this mini sode, we're going to be talking about uh, good old Leppy. Yeah. So Leprechaun is an action from the Nocturne expansion. It costs three, and the text of it says, "Gain a gold if you have exactly seven cards in play." Gain a wish from its pile. Otherwise, receive a hex. Mm, so when you hexes. Pl- yeah, so when you play this, if you've done the hard thing to do, uh, you get a, a wish. And that's really good because wishes are an action that, say, you put it back and then you gain a card to your hand costing up to six and it's non-terminal. So that's really good. A dream is a wish your heart makes. Yes, exactly. And so... Otherwise, you get a hex. So you either get a really good thing, you get the gold, which is good, and then you get a really, really good thing, or you get a bad thing instead of the really, really good thing. Hmm. So, um, uh, Leprechaun, I, I think the important thing is uh, exactly seven <laughs> cards in play counts the Leprechaun. Yeah, so you have six before the last. Six before Lepi, and then Lepi is number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're doing that one 
Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have accidentally gotten the hex because they counted seven and then played Leprechaun. Or if they're just playing with physical cards and no one's there to be like, hey, by the... Like, Donald X isn't there at their game night to be like, hey, guys, uh, I see you're doing this wrong. Um, and then they're like, that <laughs> Donald X from the middle of a game. Um, <laughs> Who invited you? I didn't even think you existed yet. Right, yeah. I thought you were just some kind of weird internet ghost. Well, I mean, I think... It's never happened to me, so he probably is, right? Yeah, I, I've never seen him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Leprechaun, it's, uh, I think there's there's two main modes of the card, right? Yeah. There's one of them where you aren't really thinking that you're going to be getting the wish, you just want to gain some golds, and the hexing is a drawback. Right. So, a lot of the time, that's still worth going for, because... Gold is a card that is difficult it's, to access. It's better than silver, and silver is really good. It costs six, and your deck can't realistically hit six before you build it a little bit by uh, trashing cards and gaining cards. So the idea that this card that costs three, which is a price point that you can uh, hit, means that this card gives you access to gold before you would normally be able to get access to gold. Yeah, and you can open with this thing. You can open that's, with two of them. I guess that's a shorter way of saying what I just said. You can open with it, and it can get you gold. So well, yeah, sure. That's something you can't normally do. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is best in decks that aren't really drawing a whole bunch. Um, so I'm thinking decks that are focused on money. Not Usually those... not Leprechaun as a whole, but Leprechaun for this purpose. Yeah. Yeah. When when you're not really thinking that I'm going to be getting wishes out of this, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, and, and this is okay. Right, it's not the most impressive thing in the world, but like it's certainly something you probably put in your money deck. Yeah, and I think it's definitely something you're happy to have in those sloggy decks where it's hard to hit that six dollar price point for golds. Right. So, a point that's worth making is that the presence of Leprechaun doesn't mean you decide to go for that deck. It's just that if you're already playing that deck, Leprechaun's a pretty good card for it because it gains golds and you like to treasure flood with that. But please don't go for that deck because Leprechaun exists. Because it's not that good. It, yeah, I think that there was some simulation data run and it doesn't actually improve, say, big money's win percentage by that much. Even though it is an improvement, it is good for big money, it doesn't make it so that big money beats things it otherwise wouldn't beat. Let me just put an asterisk on here because I'm, uh, you know, that guy who's skeptical of all simulations. I never even got to see the the way the bot played this. Yeah, I never right. got to see that bot, and that makes me sad, and it makes the data completely invalid, but it also lines up with my anecdotal experience, which is much better scientific evidence. Right. I'm just kidding. Please don't take me seriously. <laughs> So anyway... I'm just picturing somebody taking that little quote out of context and just, like, slapping oh, God. it on. You know what? That wasn't going to happen until you said that. Oh, yeah. It's totally going to happen. Why did you... <laughs> um, uh, God. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. It, I mean, just to hammer that point in, Leprechaun is very good for a big... It's pretty good for a big money deck <laughs> if you're all Yeah, if you're already playing that deck, it's an enabler. It's something you put in the deck, but it's not something that causes that deck to beat decks that it wouldn't beat if they're available some other way. Sure. So uh, I think there's a... So, like, yeah, we talked about money. Uh, Is there a use case for Leprechaun as a gold gainer that hexes you in a deck that aims to draw a little bit more? So gold gainers in those decks are, you know, good. If I want to draw my deck, if I want to play a higher payload, higher deck control kind of thing, 
I mean, gold gainers can be pretty good, but I'm going to posit that Leprechaun should usually not be an addition to that deck if you are not planning to at least have a shot at getting a wish from him. Yeah, so that I'm going to agree with for the most part. I mean, being able to gain and play a gold is pretty good, and if you and your opponent are both building that kind of deck at a similar pace, and it becomes a race for who can uh, get the payload to the point where they can win the game faster, you know, paying $3 to gain many golds versus paying $6 to gain a gold is faster, but the hexes are a lot of times enough of a drawback to equalize it out versus just buying the gold. Right, so I think there's we can dive a little bit deeper into this, but uh, this <clears throat> also applies for when you're building that kind of a deck, but you drew your Leprechaun too late. So by the time I had the chance to play the Leprechaun, I already have seven or more cards in play. So if I do choose to play the Leprechaun, I'm going to get hexed. And so there's this, there's this uh, opposition. Do I want the gold bad enough to get hexed? And I think, uh, well, I mean, if you don't want the gold that bad, then obviously don't <laughs> risk it. So that was easy, but let's say you want it. Um, I actually think that this is pretty much the only situation in Dominion where I will track the hex deck. I'm going to say not only one in my experience, but it's definitely probably the most prominent one where I track the hex deck. Like if I'm thinking about buying, uh, you know, Curse Village or whatever, um, I'll maybe track the hex deck in that case. But definitely the the things that are giving you hexes from your opponent's card plays, you don't really track the hex deck because you're going to get the hexes when you get them. But in the middle of your turn when you're choosing to play a Leprechaun, you have a lot of agency over what happens to you. And so it's worth knowing what possible things might be coming out of that hex deck to uh, either screw over your turn or fail to do anything because you're in your action phase or whatever. So, if you're going to play optimally, and you know you're going to crack the hex deck, then you need to memorize the effects of all 12 of the hexes, and then the two states, and then there's also miserable... And so you're going to need to memorize all of these and put it into your calculator. I have no idea what Adam just said, but poverty um, <laughs> is one where you uh, discard down a three. And, like, that's probably the one you look for first in the hex. You, like, look through the hexes that have already been discarded and look and see if, if there's a chance you get this. A lot of the time in a deck that could be playing Leprechaun to get a wish, poverty is the most common, this is going to destroy me hex. And so, if it's available, I just, like, don't play the Leprechaun because it's too big of a risk. Yeah, I was I was making fun of someone who thinks that they have to... Well, not making fun of. I was uh, over-exaggerating, stereotypically, the kind of person who would have to track all 12 hexes. There's really only three of them, and I think the, yeah. the big kahuna here is Poverty. Yes. Um, this was a deck that we said was drawing a lot of cards, and getting hit with Poverty mid-turn, discarding down to three. That's just going to ruin your turn. Yeah. So, uh, gain a gold versus the possibility of ruining my turn. Right. Now, uh, yeah. that, that implies you have a really big hand. There are, you know, other decks that are playing this that don't care so much. But yeah, poverty is one of the first ones you look for. What? Why Why would you... No. What, what other deck? Uh, maybe you've got a bunch of duration cards out, and that's how you're hitting Leprechaun. Or maybe you uh, have drawn a bunch with cantrips, which we're going to get into later. But... Okay, fine. You got a point. All right. Yeah. So the other uh, big one that you look for, is, the, the one you look for next that could really screw you over is Delusion. 
Yeah, that's the one that says you can't buy actions this turn, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, oh my god, that one's terrible, because that deck that we described is probably doing what it's doing with actions, so to keep building, it probably wants to buy more actions. So a lot of the time, sure. getting Delusion reads, skip your turn. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's especially bad in this kind of deck that wants a gold gainer, because the reason a gold gainer is so good for that deck is right. because you can focus your buys on uh, getting deck control components, which are usually action cards, and you can mid-turn gain that gold and maybe even play at the same turn. And now that's gaining you a lot of your payload without you having to put additional resources towards it. Right. So if I can't buy actions on my turn, um, it's really, really hard for me to make my deck better on that turn. Definitely. So, I mean, that can just read, skip your turn. However, if you're greening, then you don't care about delusion because you're just buying green cards. Right? Yeah, right. And uh, Adam makes a point later... In that he hasn't made yet, uh, where gold is uh, another card that you want to play, so Envious becomes yeah. a pretty bad hex to get. Yeah, that's the third one. Uh, that's the one that makes your golds and your silvers only produce $1 instead of the <clears throat> 2 and the 3. Right, that can, in a deck that's playing a bunch of golds, which is probably a deck that Leprechaun goes in... Um, <laughs> you, if you're playing Leprechaun for the gold gain in spite of getting hexed, you probably want to play golds, right? Yeah, right. Imagine that. So, like, that can be... I mean, in a deck that's drawing a bunch, that could be... That can lose you, like, easily five or six dollars from your turn, and that's terrible. Right. So it's not as bad as the <clears throat> other ones, and you can actually quantify how much damage this is going to do to you. So, um, a lot of times you're just going to... You're just going to YOLO it and kind of hope that Envious doesn't hit you and maybe be happy because yeah. you didn't get the other ones, right? It's still bad, but, uh, you know, if you know that... You know, there's only two hexes left, and Envious is one of them. Yeah. Maybe you're just going to be better off not bothering, right? Now, like, it's really important. I mean, we've gone into Poverty, Delusion, and Envious. Those are the three most common ones that you need to play around when you're playing a Leprechaun, and you might get a hex. But we also brought up some situations where they're less painful, and also there are plenty of other situations where, like, Locusts or... Uh, plague are going to be more damaging than these ones. So the takeaway from all of this is that when you're playing a Leprechaun, you're going to get a Hex, and you're deciding whether or not the gold is worth it. Think. Yeah. That's all I have to say is, like, look at the Hex deck, think about the things that might happen to you. Poverty, Delusion, and Envious are the first three you probably want to look for. Those but are the three that I would track. Yeah, those are the big three, but also think about, like... Is Locust going to wreck me, or do is a Curse from Plague going to wreck me? And if so, are those hexes in there? Uh, will a Misery right now oh, yeah. destroy my endgame position? Like These are things that you Feels really want to make sure you're thinking about and tracking the hex deck for, because you have agency over what happens to you with Leprechaun. The other thing you want to think about is if your name is Jake, and uh, you get really <laughs> tilted when Delusion or Envious comes up and ruins your life. Yeah. Um, not only could it ruin the current turn, it but it could also ruin future turns and even future games of Dominion if right. you're tilted. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, if you're me and you have written an article about how much you dislike Envious and Delusion, uh, then um, <laughs> you uh, will not only lose the current game of Dominion, but you'll lose the next one too. So and, and also, if you're playing against Jake and you have to listen to him whine about how salty he is, that's another consideration, right? Because that, like, you you'll probably win I the next. I love couple listening of games. to him whine about this. Yeah, it no, feeds me on a deep, soulful <laughs> level. He blows those bubbles of victory, and yeah, just, yeah. it feels it's, amazing. Yeah, so that these are things to bear in mind, definitely. Yeah. 
So uh, I think uh, moving this discussion forward. Well, one th- one really concrete piece of advice that you gave in your notes that I really want to like agree with. Oh, okay. Is that I like this right? Well, I like you where said this is going. basically when you decide whether or not to play the leprechaun, if there's any chance of something freaking terrible happening to you, you just don't do it. And like you said that in a way that's like a hundred percent of the time, and we can come away and pick at examples of that. But I'm going to say from a practical standpoint, yes, take that advice 100% of the time. <laughs> Pretty much, if there's a horrible thing that might happen to you, just don't play the leprechaun. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's just a gold. You'll get him next time. Yeah. You'll get him next time. You'll champ. get him, Tiger. Yeah. See, you call him champ. Or you call him Tiger. I call him champ. Yeah. Tomato, Tiger, whatever. Yeah. So so there's another <laughs> mode that leprechaun has, right? We've, we've kind of... Um, <clears throat> Talked about when you're not going to be getting the wish. Yeah. Uh, wishes just, are super great, though. This is maybe a little sexier to be playing Leprechaun <laughs> this way. Um, <laughs> get, that, get that sax music back. Yeah. yeah, so being able to gain it for its intended purpose to gain a gold and a wish. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. It's a wish instead of getting a hex. So it's a huge binary swing in terms of how good the Leprechaun is. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, we can talk about building a deck that will give you the chance of this, and we'll do that in a minute, but um, I want to talk about when this is at its best. So I'm looking at gaining a golden wish, and I'm thinking um, very small decks are going to be able to make the best use of this. First of all, gaining a gold in that deck is a great way to add payload, which is going to accelerate your building. So even the gold by itself is good. But uh, it's easier to get your wish to happen since you don't have so many cards in your deck. I mean, I'm not going to put two Leprechauns in my deck to have a better shot at just playing one of them for the Wish. Um, yeah, So I can't... really, you're kind of down to the luck of the draw. I'm like, did I draw my Leprechaun in time? And in a small deck, it's not hard to do because you don't have that many cards. Yeah, and I'm going to you know, further dovetail on that point and say Leprechaun is one of those cards that... You rarely have more than one of in your deck at any given time. It's yeah. kind of like Masquerade or Jack, where Masquerade, or yeah, Jack, yeah, where like you have that one and it's a high impact card, but the chance, the the times where you get a second copy of it are rarish. Right. Leprechaun more so. I pretty much never get a second Leprechaun. I was thinking Chapel, but sure, <laughs> Chapel's a better example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like Jack. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, I guess the other thing about having a super small deck is that if you do have to cut your turn short, like I only have one action left and I have six action cards in play and I could do something else or I could play my Lepi. Well, I'm going to feel a little less bad playing my Lepi to end my turn to get this wish when my other alternative was like maybe playing one or two more cards because my deck is small. Right, yeah, that makes sense. And so um, this, I mean, it, it accelerates the way you build. You can wish for... Uh, you know, you draw components, deck control components, and you can draw the gold that you yeah. gain. And this is a really great way to accelerate the way you build your deck. Yeah, I mean, if you have the ability to get wishes off of Leprechaun, it's kind of easy for me to just tell you to do that. Because I, I, I don't think we need to make an argument for how good gaining wishes is. Wishes are good for pretty much every deck that you could be building in any situation like worst case scenario you can gain a duchy with them to help your scoring like you pretty much always go for it if you're able to 
gain the wishes yeah. of the Leprechaun. I would say the, the biggest thing that supports a deck like this that wants to get those wishes is a village. Yes. So some, some way to make it so that when I play my Leprechaun and get this wish, after playing exactly six cards beforehand, yeah. that my turn's not over. I can continue playing more action cards. Because as I've often said, usually the person who plays more action cards wins the game. This is true. And villages also give you the most agency over the order you play your cards in. And yeah. the order you play your cards in matters quite a bit with Leprechauns. So yeah, I'd say Village is a really solid Leprechaun enabler. Yeah, and, and I would also say that a lot of the times, these decks that draw a lot, uh, that don't have Villages, <coughs> are not going to be able to make use of that gold nearly as much. Yeah. Because if that deck is worth building, um, chances are you have some other terminal that's going to be a little bit more impactful, and I'm thinking about an attack. Yes. That's the biggest one. But, you know, there's there's all kinds of terminals out there that do all kinds of great things. So, uh, you know, don't sleep on those bad boys. But, uh, you know, the, the gold gain is... It's a little bit harder to draw cards. It's a little more narrow. And so the gold gain may not be as useful. So not only are you just kind of cutting your turn short, but there's just not many decks that you would want the gold... So much. So much that, like, I'm going to... Or maybe I don't want the wish so much that I'm willing to take this gold that's not really the best thing for my deck. So that's... I guess that was the point I was trying to make there. Right. Uh, so uh, there's there's some other synergies with Leprechaun that I think are worth going. Um, so, I mean, we talked about villages. Uh, there's, there's draw, right? I mean, you're going to need cards in your deck that you can play before the Leprechaun. Yeah. One, you need to have some agency over the order you play your cards in. Villages are great for that, but, you know, other things that say plus card on them, too. But also... If I have, like, a bunch of candlestick makers, I can't play <laughs> candlestick makers and the leprechaun yeah. don't have cards, right? <laughs> I mean, you, it's pretty easy if you just to get it if you just oh, think about it. You wait. draw five cards at the start of your turn. You need to play seven to enable leprechaun. Hmm. Wait, but what <laughs> if your candlestick makers draw a card? Ah! ah. <laughs> She doesn't listen. It's fine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. But maybe there's Villa. Wow. You can play your treasures and then get a Villa and <laughs> play your Leprechaun. Woo! Yeah. We did it, guys. Not worth playing around. Anyway, uh, so okay. what what else can we go with there? So I think reserve cards are a pretty natural synergy. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the reserve cards, and I'm not I'm not talking about Miser Wine Merchant because they leave play. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, actually, Miser doesn't leave play. It's yeah. just a reserve card because it needs you to get your tavern <laughs> mat out. But I'm talking about oh. the cards that you can call like immediately after playing an action. Yeah. So I'm looking at stuff Coin like of the Realm. Coin of the Realm and Royal Carriage, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, you can call cards, and that makes it uh, so that your turn is a little more flexible and so, oh, I've got my Leprechaun in hand. I'm just going to call some uh, reserve cards. So now I've got six. Then I play my Lepi, and that's my seven. Gives you a lot more control over the number of cards you have in play, yeah. Yeah, so Coin of the Realm, I think, is the star of the show here, because it's also a village. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I just played a, you know, dead draw. If I played, like, a smithy, I have no actions left. I can just call a coin. I can just call, like, two coins if I know I'm going to need them. And then I can play my Leprechaun, and I'm in great shape. Right, and I'd say like it's probably worth calling the coins to enable the leprechaun, even if you don't need the actions. But uh, sure, I mean if if that's the choice, calling a coin to get a wish, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, definitely. It's super so, great. Yeah, so anything like that, I mean, duplicate works too. Yeah, you're not gonna get screwed with a duplicate. 
because uh, if I have a duplicate on my mat and I played Leprechaun as uh, card number six, yeah, I can call the duplicate on that gold game before I check to see if I have seven cards in play. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's yeah. weird. So, so the, the timing can come in and save you. So the timing windows work out really well with duplicate. Yeah, you're, you're never going to get screwed that way. Now, yeah, I mean, you're, one gonna, of those. you're getting another gold, so I hope you wanted that, but gold's a fine card. That's, that's funny because it's one of those things that if you play this with IRL cards and you try to explain that to somebody, it's going to sound like you're making it up as you go. <laughs> so like this sound it sounds like something you justify in the middle of your turn but i believe you right um, uh the, just be careful though you can duplicate golds uh you are allowed to call duplicate when you gain a wish but it doesn't do anything you're not gonna get another wish so try and justify that one irl but i'm not, not gonna let that one fly right that yeah. one doesn't actually gain always means from the supply uh yeah unless so. otherwise stated yeah so uh yeah those are reserves uh i think uh another Decent synergy is like top decking. So uh, let's say I drew my leprechaun and I already had a bunch of stuff in play, and I can't play my leprechaun now to get the wish. No. Oh, but I didn't want that. Well, if I can do something like uh, like a haven or a courtyard or something mm, and sure. punt it to next turn, then my yeah. leprechaun isn't wasted. I know I've got it next turn. I mean, I'm gonna call that the same synergy that you find with. Haven or, or gear or top decking and any card that like you want to play for a benefit. Like if you don't need the benefit or you're not getting much out of it, you can save it for next turn. Sure, but a lot of cards, I mean, if you're drawing that much, you yeah. want to have that benefit every turn. Sure. Okay, Leprechaun, you just don't get that luxury. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of a synergy. Yeah. But, you know, it, it certainly works. Uh, another round of synergies, uh, Throne Room and that family. Yes. So this is actually the only way that you can get multiple wishes in a turn from from leprechauns. Other than procession. But yeah. Well, that's that's well, in the front. Oh, front darn it. But for a different reason. <laughs> Anything that would trash the leprechaun, it doesn't matter. It's a throne room. Well, you could use... Well, you could use bonfire and villa. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, this doesn't matter. So throne room. It doesn't matter. But you can play... Uh, you can have five cards in play. Then you can play <clears throat> throne room leprechaun. You have yeah. seven cards in play for both plays of your Leprechaun, so yeah. both of them are going to give you that wish. Yeah, that's solid. That's pretty good. Uh, Royal Carriage, while it is in the <laughs> Throne Room family, is not going to work for this purpose. However, it is still good synergy with Leprechaun for reasons we mentioned earlier. Right. But it doesn't work to get you multiple wishes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so there's, uh, there's there's just the normal wish synergy. Certain cards yeah. have synergy with wishes. Um, so, like, situational cards... Part of wish being good is that it can be whatever you want. So if I drew a wish and my turn really needs a village to keep going, I just wish for a village. Or yeah. certain cards that are only good in certain situations. Wish has synergy with those. Yeah, like it feels bad to wish for a three cost, but wishing for menagerie is something you end up doing quite a bit. Because I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I designed a I designed a kingdom for one of my tournaments. Yeah, and uh, it had. A magic lamp in it with a secret cave, right. and all three of my wishes when I was playing it and play testing, like I would frequently use all of them for menagerie. Yeah, so it's it's pretty good because wishes are really good for. I mean, the same way you'd see Band of Misfits or Overlord be good. Whenever there's a, there are really situational cards, that's solid. Um, and if you want a deeper discussion of that, we did an episode on Overlord. Yeah, definitely. You can, uh, take a listen to that one. Definitely. Uh, I think wishes have synergy with cost reduction. Yes. So uh, if I want to wish for a province, 
and just reduce the cost of them bad boys to six. I wish for them. And the province goes into your hands if you have tournament. There you go. Uh, yeah, anyway. Is that synergy? <laughs> anyway. And tournament can get you princess, which reduces... Ah! Uh, okay. uh, also, it's just okay to wish for more gold. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, if gold's the best card for your turn, wish for the gold. Even it's though you're gaining gold some other way, like, you know, more is probably better. I love gold. Yeah. It's even better than silver. Yeah. So good. So, the next thing is for leprechaun enabling in terms of getting the wishes would be duration cards. Yeah, so this is the this is where the it's complicated Facebook status comes in. Okay, they're in play for two turns. So they they theoretically count twice for not in that turn. They don't count twice. They count <laughs> for two turns of leprechaun playing, which theoretically makes them pretty good at enabling leprechaun over multiple turns. Sure, I would say the the ones that are best here are the ones like Wharf and Haunted Woods. That draw you cards and go and play for two turns. Yeah, it helps you find your Leprechaun in time to get the wish, yeah, before midnight. Yeah, so that's a really valid point, because if you have a bunch of duration cards in play that are like cantrips, like uh, we're talking about Caravan Guard or something, it can be really easy to draw the leprechaun as you've played your seventh caravan guard and then you're sad feels so bad man yeah yeah so just uh don't go too crazy with the durations what you don't want is to have seven durations in play before the start of your turn so you can never get your leprechaun so well you know, yeah it down a bit there that's rare enough that. but like a, for the same that's pretty rare but something that's common enough and is bad for the same reason is having like five in play in a way that doesn't help you draw the leprechaun in time, because then you have to play more cards to draw the leprechaun. So, Hope you drew a village and a leprechaun in your opening hand. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise so you're boned. The moral of the story is it's it's potentially a very potent enabler to get your leprechauns to gain you wishes over multiple turns, but if you play too many of them, it can also be just as prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I liked how, um, I mean, there's a thematic <clears throat> implication here. Yeah, that uh, the seventh card that you play on any of your turns—that's midnight. Yeah. yeah, and if you and if you uh, talk to a leprechaun after midnight, you're miserable. Yeah, yeah. Remember, if you ignore theme, you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I'd say that, I mean you know if we're going to give a recap overview, I think leprechaun is first and foremost a gold gainer. Right, that's the that's usually the more impactful thing the card does, it and then does say gain a gold. Yes, and then we keep we have talked a lot about its ability to give a wish, but mostly that's because the wish comes instead of a hex. So it's a huge swing in quality for how good the leprechaun was. But that's not to say that that's the only thing that the leprechaun does. In fact, the main thing the leprechaun does is probably gaining you the gold. Right? Yeah. It does so. say gain a gold. Yes. I like gold. Gold's great. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for listening uh, to our mini-sode. Uh, sorry we weren't here to give you a full round content this week, but, uh, you know. I'm going to give you something to go on. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll be back next week, but <clears throat> I don't freaking know. I mean, yeah, it could it... be months after we record this that you hear it. Oh, yeah, this is like a little bit of a time capsule. I could be dead by the time you hear this, so. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed your mini-sode, jeez. Yeah, I mean, like, I hope you appreciated me when I was around. I appreciate it. Thank you. Do we 
episode. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Sweet. Yeah. So, do we do a raffle for these? <laughs> You're going to try to send me images over this internet connection? Oh, do you want me to send them on Discord or something? Okay. (laughs) Well, it might be too late. No, I'm (laughs) saying... You're going through a tunnel, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My upload speed uh, isn't the best. It's like the wormhole sequence from Star Trek The Motion Picture. (laughs) Yeah, it's no. just like that. Photon torpedo. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you have the images now? We're good? Yeah. You, you can hear us? I can hear you. You sound like you're like coming through from a submarine, but I can actually understand <laughs> what you're saying. So oh, Good. Well, your audio quality is pretty good. I've always wanted to be in a submarine. Yeah. We all live in a yellow submarine. Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? All right. A yellow submarine. You know that that song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? It's also about drugs. Well. (laughs) Oh, no. uh, I I don't know. Maybe it is. I didn't think so. (laughs) I was just going to say it doesn't make any sense. Oh. Well, I mean, I heard... I've heard some different interpretations of it, one of them being that Rudolph was exactly as useful as every other reindeer, and that the moral of the story is that aberration from the norm is unacceptable until it can be exploited, at which time it is acceptable. Oh, well, I was going from a much more just, like, simplistic, logical point of view. At the start of the song, he says, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Like, you just know all those reindeer, like, right. uh, obviously. And then <laughs> yeah, he says, I mean. <laughs> but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? And it's like, well, wait a minute. he's the most famous. How, how would you assume that I know all the ones that aren't the most famous, <laughs> that I might not know the one that is the most famous? That don't make no sense. This is true. And I'm sure you're a delight at Christmas parties. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> 